Join me right now on Kumite TV is one championship featherweight assassin, Keanu Subo. What's going on, Keanu? Yeah. What's up, man? Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> no doubt, man. No doubt. Uh, you know, you made your one championship debut in 2015. What are your yeah. thoughts on the incredible rise of this Asian promotion that you're involved with? Yeah, it's been... Uh... It's been amazing seeing the rise, you know, especially in uh, Southeast Asia. Like, uh, when I first started uh, back in uh, 2011, when I had my first fight when I was 16, uh, MMA was, like, unknown in uh, this part of uh, this part of the region. So, it's uh, yeah, it's amazing to see the rise of uh, Asian MMA. When you go around to other countries, what differences do you see? Yeah, just the popularity of MMA. Like back then, you you probably get to see like one MMA gym in every other country, but now you see like three, four, five, probably ten gyms all around Southeast Asia. So it, it's cool, man. It's it's good to see the sport uh, sport grow. Now let's get into your last fight. In Myanmar, one pursuit of greatness. You took on the hometown hero and choked him out in the first round. Such an incredible performance. Take us through that fight and uh, the finish. Yeah, it was a fun fight, you know. Um, I knew Potao lacked the experience on the ground, so it, it only made sense for me to take him to where he was at his weakest. So, And, uh, yeah... From the bottom position, I, I really like um, the guillotine. And, uh, yeah, I set it up by getting him away from the cage and make him put his back on the cage. And uh, I've hit it before, and I tried it that night. Again, so, so it's a good feeling. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, you went into hostile territory. Is Yangon... The most intimidating place to fight with those with that crowd that screaming you know thousands of people just screaming. Yeah, it was a great experience, especially being on the same card as Ong Lao when he fought. Man, the atmosphere was crazy. Uh, man, the fans were screaming for him, and even my opponent Portal, he, he he had a bunch of fights. Even like um, before when they were having some uh, left way fights, they were screaming Portal's name when it, when he wasn't even fighting. So. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> was there a little bit more pressure going into that fight, you know, with basically the whole arena against you? No, it was something that I wanted to experience, you know. It's something I, I was mentally prepared for. Like, I visualized being there many times, and uh, it was uh, an awesome experience to be, to have been able to experience it live and uh in front of his hometown, it's exactly as I visualized. So it was like I, I've been there, you know. That fight was last October. It's been a while. What have you been doing to keep yourself busy, you know, while you're away from competing? Yeah, I was supposed to fight in March, but my opponent pulled out. So they they pushed it to May, and that same opponent pulled out again. So this, this opponent, Ryogo Takahashi, is like, it's like pretty late notice for him. He's like four weeks out and he accepted the fight. So I'm just grateful to be fighting again, you know. 
I've been training since January, training hard, thinking I was going to fight in March. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty taxing on the body. You know, I went through two training camps and I'm, I'm just happy to be finally able to fight. Yeah, going through such a long training camp for one fight, how do you keep yourself from, you know, overtraining? Do you take extra days off or? Yeah, I mean, towards the end of my camp this time around, I felt like I had to uh, take it easy a bit, you know. If I was training like two, uh, three, four hours a day, I'd probably cut it down to like, I, uh, probably like two quality sessions. It becomes like quality over quantity over a long period of time. Yeah, I, I, I had to adjust. Nowadays, you know, a lot of the top level guys, they're. They're not just training MMA. They're doing strength and conditioning. They're doing recovery processes, dieting. Do you? Does your training camp involve all of these things? Yeah, uh, I'm actually working with this strength and conditioning coach from New Zealand. He works with uh, Dan Hooker, F. Ting, and all those guys. So I like specifically hired him to give me a program because uh, in Malaysia, where I'm training. Where I did my camp, we don't really have like a strength and conditioning program, so I had to reach out because I've heard great things about this guy Makoto, and uh, yeah, I I really like my program with him. And uh, nutrition wise, uh, I have someone in Malaysia, so we we just keep it simple, like organic, free range, all the healthy food, like the best food I can get. That's about it. It seems like you don't really get too big after fights. Is it easy for you to keep your weight down when you're preparing for a fight? Yeah, I'd say I've never been good at cutting weight. Like ever since my amateur days, uh, <laughs> cutting weight is not my thing. Even like cutting one, two kgs, like they say I'm being like a princess crying about it. So yeah, uh, cutting weight's never been my thing. And to be honest, I could probably make bantam weight. 66 and one easy but uh i like to eat <laughs> <laughs> too much good food in asia man too much good food yeah exactly now you say you did your training camp in malaysia i seen that you're working at monarchy mma how has your training camp yeah. been it's been a long one who have you been working with yeah Training plans, uh, training camp's been real, real good. Uh, it's been real specific. Been training with uh, Conrado. He's been like game planning on my striking, um, striking into takedown kind of thing. And uh, been working a lot with uh, Bruno, Professor Bruno. He's the professor of uh, BJJ black belt in Malaysia. And uh, I'm sure you know Sam. I think he he's been on the this show. Uh, Sam Aguilan. Most of uh, those guys, yeah, those guys are my training partners. And uh, also Mehdi, he's a Iranian wrestler, Hussein, all those guys, yeah. Yeah, definitely a, a tough group of fighters out there at Monarchy MMA. You got a good group around you. Now your opponent coming up in Jakarta, Takahashi. He's a Shudo featherweight champ, so he's coming in with a lot of credentials. A lot of people might not know who he is because he's been fighting in Japan, but he is a game opponent. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I've seen 
on YouTube, you can't really find his, fight, his fights, but I saw a couple of his fights on uh, Fight Pass. He's uh, primarily a striker. He's a veteran, of course. He's, he's on a six-fight win streak. I feel like he's a good striker, but he's a bit short for this division. He's like 170 centimeters, I think. I feel like stylistically, my reach and my ability to mix things up will be a big problem for them. This is a new year. You know, this is your first fight of 2019. What is the mentality entering this fight? The mentality is always to take out the next guy. You know, I I feel like I'm two, three fights away from the title, so I'm not rushing it. I'm growing every day. I'm learning every day. So after this fight, I'll probably want to fight two or three more times before I would win the challenge for the title. I'm not trying to rush things because I've seen from experience seeing other guys, they rush things and they get their shot, but they fail, you know. I feel like when I get that shot, I'm I'm going to make it count. Yeah, you're only 24 years old. You're still so young, and you've had, you know, a good amount of fights, but like you said, getting that experience in before you get a title shot is going to be very important. I feel, in my opinion, you are in the top 10, top 15 of the division. Who do you think you have to beat to get the title shot, though? To be honest, I, I see Christian Lee being the champ in the next year. So I'll probably need to rematch Lee Kai Wen or fight uh, someone at the top. Probably, I don't even know. <laughs> someone at the top. Yeah, someone on a good streak. So that Lee Kai Wen rematch is something that you really want back then? Yeah, because I took that fight on. Because I was, I dislocated my elbow. I was supposed to fight Christian Lee, and then so I was out for three months. And uh, two weeks back into training, I got a call to fight Lee Kai Wen in I think two weeks. So I took that fight because I needed the money. And uh, I feel like with a good camp, uh, yeah, I'll defeat him for sure. You said Christian Lee will be the champion in the next year. He is going to fight for the lightweight title in Singapore coming up against Shinya Aoki. What are your thoughts on his chances against Aoki? Because Aoki is a tough, tough dude. I feel like Christian Lee has grown a lot since his like first few fights. He's, he's getting smarter and smarter. You saw that in the Martin Wen rematch. He, I think, to be honest, I think he will upset Shinya probably in the later rounds. But yeah, I truly see it. Christian Lee's uh, a real smart fighter. In your fight coming up in Jakarta, how do you see this fight going down? I feel in the early rounds, I'll give him a lot of problems. And uh, I see me finishing him in the second round. All right, man. Well, May 4th, one for honor in Jakarta. Thank you, Keanu, for your time, man. And uh, good luck on your fight. Thank you. Nice to talk to you.